Good evening, and welcome to On Base and Off Point with your hosts, Vinnie Marshall and J.R. Herb. Life in the deep end. Life from the bass player perspective. We have a perspective? Apparently. Oh, I didn't get the memo. <laughs> it's a lineman perspective. A lineman perspective. Yes, it's it's a construction worker. It's Mike Golick. It's lunch pail perspective. That's what it is. I, left, I got my lunch pail right over here. You don't have to be a musician to enjoy this podcast. Uh, that's good because neither of us are musicians. <laughs> We're bass players. You don't have to be a bass player. <laughs> oh, well. To enjoy this yeah, podcast. Shit, we're both in trouble then. You just have to be a human being. That leaves me out. That speaks English. Cause, uh, <laughs> oh, Genki Deska. <laughs> I don't know my mustache. Don't touch my mustache. That's right. So. Don't touch your mustache. Uh, how's your week, Vinny? Well, not, not too bad. How about you? Good. Very good so far. Yeah. Fixing my office. But, yeah, I, yeah, I came over today and, and uh, you were picking out colors. <laughs> Felt like I was in a bad uh, bad episode of uh, okay. Do It Yourself uh, HGTV. <laughs> the brothers, what do they call the Fix It Brothers? Whoever those guys are. They're fixing the Brady House. We'll talk about that later. Oh, all right, okay. But today's topic du jour, bass player du jour, is Carol Kay. The indefatigable Carol Kay. What the? Is that English? Yes, indefatigable. Wow. Mm-hmm. The effervescent. Effervescent. The, Carol the, Kay. The obsequious and obstreperous. So those that don't know Carol Kay, you probably have heard Oh, Carol there's Kay. no doubt that you've heard Carol yes. Kay. Yes. Carol Kay has played on more songs, probably more than James Jamerson. Probably, yeah, there you go. Lalo Schifrin's Mission Impossible. Yeah, um, she's played on everything. If you if you can't figure out who I think it she is, she played on the, the Batman theme. She probably did. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, she was out in L.A. and in Hollywood before all that stuff was, you know, really. She started off. out on guitar. Yep, she was a guitarist. She her also mom, plays with the pick. Yeah. Oh, she plays with the pick. Yeah, she mm-hmm. sure does. Yeah. And I think her mom, the, her, her mom, mom and dad, dad were both musicians. Yeah, I think uh, her mom played piano and her dad played trombone. Oh. Yeah. On purpose? It's a fact. Oh, God. I mean, that, that's great. It's a, what a musical family. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't figure out you could make more money. Selling pizzas. Well, and these guys figured out um, about making money. They were jazz musicians. Right. And so they, she and played with a, um, a collective of musicians known as the Wrecking, wrecking Crew. crew. Yeah. yeah. And the Wrecking Crew was in L.A., and they did, oh, let's see, who did they play for? Oh, then they do this, How about the, the Beach Boys? We can start with the, the, Beach, the Beach Boys. Boys. They, they did the Beach Boys. They did Nancy Sinatra. They right. did Frank Sinatra. They did Cher. Lou Rawls, I'm sure, is in there. Joe Williams is in there. Um, Ricky Nelson. Um, they, they Weren't they the musicians on the, the, the Monkees? Sam Cooke. Mm-hmm. The Monkees. They were the backup. Mon- the Birds. They played the birds. on The Birds as well. Mm-hmm. Mamas and Papas. That's right. So if you've heard any of those bands or artists, you've heard, you've heard these Kay. people play. These right. the, the Wrecking Crew. Tommy Tedesco. And, yeah, and Tommy Carol Tedesco. Kay. You had... Harold Bl- Hal Blaine. Glenn Campbell was part of The Wrecking, Wrecking Crew. Crew. Yeah. Which I didn't know. I did not know that until just recently. Yeah. He did not read music. We talk about reading music and 
skills needed to be in the studio. But I guess you didn't need it because not he back was, then. He had the he had the talent and the ability to play yeah. the stuff when they told him to. Here, play this. It's a melody. Yeah, yeah Tommy Tedesco guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, Hal Blaine was was Hal Blaine wasn't drums, was he? Yes, he sure was. Um, and then there's obviously Carol Kay and Joe Osborne. Joe bass, Osborne's bass. part of that that, you know, that, that, that crew. He's a guy that didn't change his strings for a decade. Just like our our boy. James Jamerson? Yeah, the claw. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Barney Kessel. Barney Kessel was, oh, that's right. Barney Kessel Barney was, Kessel. In the, yeah, he was considered part of the record. I grow. A great jazz musician. These yeah. guys were all. Well, there's a, there's a thing on Carol's, Carol Kay's website of her playing a bass solo for uh, Green, on Green Dolphin Street. It's a little snippet. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, and sounds great. You know. She's a great musician. Yeah. Fantastic musician. Uh, so. She's still, she's still kicking too. Yes, she is. Yeah, she's what, probably eighty-eight or eighty-nine you said right now. You could take lessons with her. She, I was on her website today, and she has a Skype lesson. It's sixty-seven dollars for a lesson. I don't know how long the lesson is. She suggests that you get her book, uh, basic lessons or something like that, and it comes with a CD. And then she says, she says, I don't want any beginners. She says only professionals, and. She, I, I don't know what she does for the lesson. Basically, probably goes to hear you play and tells you what to do, what you're doing wrong. I cut my teeth on her, her books. She has multiple books. The one you're probably talking about is new because it has a CD. Right. When I was taking lessons back in Castle Shannon, Pennsylvania, I would population seventy eight. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it's it's a suburb of Pittsburgh, and I would take the tr- the tea the trolley. Mm-hmm. I would, Take my base. It was in this hard, you know, the hard case. Oh, the hard the, cases that are taller yeah. than you and me. Yeah, my mom would drop me off at the trolley stop, which was like, eh, half a mile from our house. Oh, okay, that's not bad. And I would hop on there, and it would go like, ah, eh, probably ten stops, probably half hour, forty five minutes. Oh, that's not bad. No, and I would be in Castle Shannon. If I had a car and drove, it'd be like ten, 10 minutes. Yeah, ten fifteen minutes. Yeah. But I would go down and stay with this guy Eric Susoff. He was a guitar player at Duquesne. Oh, okay. And he got me started on these Carol K books, and that's where I learned to sight read. Because okay. her, her bass lines are very, very syncopated. Right. And, and she, what she would do is that here's a boogaloo, and she would, you know, you know, you would read it. And, right. And so he would assign a page. Uh huh. And then there would be duets. Nice. Is the next section, and him and I would play the duets. He was a guitar player, but he would play one of the parts. Right. And I had to learn my parts. Cool. And then the back of the book was always transcriptions. Uh huh. And it was like the Bill Cosby, sh- uh, I think Cosby Show or Hickey Burr or all kinds of different. Huh. Uh, Duke Ellington, not enough Duke, uh, Count Basie. There's some Count Basie transcriptions in there. But to read her lines is, is difficult because yeah. they're so syncopated, you have to really count. And subdivide everything. Well, her her playing to me sounds like a, like I, I hate to say it this way because I usually nitpick at this, but she sounds like a guitar player playing bass. She the has tone. I would I would the agree. Tone, with. The tone is a lot. The picking thing and her lines are are a little different than what you or I would originally. I mean, we have, you have to think about her lines a little bit. Unlike and, James Jamerson, was a little more natural bass right, line. Right. They just but they just fit into the bass. I really do think her lines were they. They were for what she was doing and where she was, were right on. Oh, they're the oh they're they're extremely iconic. They're not they're not yeah. eccentric. They're iconic. And a lot of the guys we've talked about play with pick. Yeah. Even though she was a guitar player, that transferred over to bass. She made her. Her made her bones playing bass. Oh, yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah. 
I'm sure she did something playing guitar, but she did. She continued to play guitar. I'm sure she. I'm sure she still does now. Well, she, yeah, she probably does. I mean, I play more piano now, practicing wise, than I do bass. Just some, you know, when I if I'm going to practice, I probably play piano. Well, you're trying to get you're trying to get something else out of it too. It's something I enjoy. Yeah, you know, but not that I don't enjoy playing bass, but oh, of course not. Um, I've been doing that for since you know sixth grade, twelve since, years old. Since Christ was a corporal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. He got promoted. <laughs> Staff sergeant. Yeah, yeah. Long ago. Probably. He was on the last list. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think his uh, line number was one. But these guys were great jazz musicians. It's just like in Detroit with Motown. They kind of all got, those guys were jazz musicians. Yeah. Yeah. They they were jazz musicians that got in on the ground level of a movement. So with Motown, it was. Well, if, if you think you about know, that, if you think about that era, and you imagine who's out there that's going to be able to play that stuff. At the drop of the hat. At the, not only That's is it the, the drop of the hat and be able to make up something on the fly and on the spot. Yeah. Rock and roll musicians were fledgling back then. Yeah. They were usually guys were playing 50s music, which was 50, 50s and early 60s stuff, which are a lot different. Yep. And now, you, you know, there's nobody sitting there going, this is the, the pattern, JR, that we we play for, <laughs> you know, for... Yeah. There was nobody down there doing yeah. that, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, these guys, yeah, and, yeah. And, and at the time, rock and roll was kind of like dirty music. It was like, oh, right. oh you're, you're, ew, you're playing that crap? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and the, the jazz musicians were even seedier, <laughs> you know. Well, that <laughs> yeah. no, was like, it was for them to play rock and roll. It's kind of like, oh, that's a Yeah, I still, know, I, still know, I still know jazz musicians that won't do it. You yeah, play the song? Yeah, no, why? Yeah. Why not? Because it's, it's, it's dirty rock and roll. It's Where the hell do you think jazz came from? Or, you know, I mean, you know <laughs> good Lord. You know, that doesn't make any sense to me, but. But yeah, it's it's interesting because I watched uh, the movie called The Wrecking Crew, right? Which basically was um, the guitar player Tommy Tedesco, his right. son, I think, produced or narrated. Oh, narrated the whole thing. Yeah, most of it, and they interview all these people because they were still alive. I think most of them still are alive. I think Tommy Tedesco's dead. He may be. I think he's dead. Carol's still alive. Yeah. I don't know about uh, Joe Osborne. I think he's Joe Osborne's still alive. Yeah, at least I think so. The drummers, I don't know Earl, um, Earl Palmer, and Harold Hal Blaine. Yeah, Hal, yeah. I guess I guess the way that that they got they became famous, you know, playing all those songs, they made all this money. Carol was talking about that on her website is the fact that she barely slept. They would they would yes. they would they would do these sessions that were like interminably long. You know, they weren't like one session for one album. It was like, you know, a 10-hour session and you were doing they come and do 10 albums or whatever. You yeah. Know? You're putting all this stuff together really quickly. And it's because these guys were able to walk in and go, all right, here's the part. Let's play it. Okay, let's go. Let me record it and let's move on. You So I was talking about the, the books, Carol K. One, two, right. three. And it started out easy and they progressively got much harder. Oh, I'm sure they did. To read and, and figure out. And... Um, not to be confused with Mel Bay. You had, you brought um, a tune over that reminded me of those studies, those little. I promise I didn't do it on purpose. No, but it, when I'm playing it, I'm, I looked at it and I go, "Oh yeah, this reminds me of some of the Carol K duets," and that's kind of what we do. We do bass right. duets. Sure. sure. So I'd say we just launch right into um, 
this little ditty you came up. It's not even a tune. It's just a. It's just changes. It's just I like the bass line. It's our, new, it's our new segment. We've decided to have a new segment. Right. We've, we've got a segment. We talked right before we started. We're going to call it Repeat for Solos. Last, last week we did a song called Repeat for Solos. Because it was just a bunch of changes. Right. Which is all the stuff we we're do. doing anyway. You know, I mean, the, the melody Occasionally we do are, have a melody. That yeah, we, once, once in a damn blue moon. Yeah. Um, or, and we go, oh, this one works, or this one sounds like something else. But, eh, okay, let's do this. So so uh, looking at that, it reminded me a little bit about the Carol K stuff because it had a, a you know, Dominant 7 bluesy kind of... That's the kind of stuff that was in those books, you know. And I have them here somewhere, if I, if I could... Dig them up. That'd be cool. I, I don't think I've ever seen the books. They're great. I, I bet they they're, I bet they're yeah. fantastic. Yeah, they're, they're really yeah. good. That's uh, that, 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 she's a hell of a person. I'm 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 half tempted to take a Skype lesson. I'm half tempted to take a Skype lesson. I'm gonna push you over the cliff. Go take a Skype. Go do it. Yeah. Do it. Vinny. I, I'm I'm really serious. See, I dare you, Vinny. Just so I can sit sit and sit and look at her on the screen and go, "Holy crap! It is you." It's, you know, it's 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 not some uh, poster child with somebody in the back going. Play that song again. It sounds really good. You're really talented. You know. <laughs> did you send my check? Did you send my check? <laughs> hey, Sonny boy. She's got to be pushing. <laughs> she could be pushing 90. 80, 90 or something. Yeah. Hey, Sonny boy. <laughs> Your playing's great, but where's my goddamn check? And hey, Until the check cashes, we're not going any farther. We're not. I don't trust you, whippersnappers. snappers. Yeah. Where are you from? <laughs> Pennsylvania. Sound like you're from Philly. I don't trust you. Jocko was from Philly. I never trusted him either. I never liked that guy. (laughs) His thumbs thumbs moved awful weird. He had opposable thumbs. (laughs) You don't, Carol? Hell no. My thumbs hurt. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's play this. Okay. This is going to be fun. Thank you. 
That's right. You don't get those anywhere. Go, I dare you. I dare you, people. <laughs> Search, scour. Uh, yeah. Podcasts yeah. everywhere. Find bass duets. If, if you find one, oh, oh, please, oh, please us. send it to us so we can put it on. <laughs> so I, I need to listen and transcribe it. I need to steal their stuff to begin with. But um, that was the kind of stuff that's in her it's book. book. Yeah, well, good. It's, it's well, you know, if I write like three thousand more of those things, I could I, I could put it in a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, let's get right to the rack and stack. Oh, okay, absolutely. With Carol we, K, we, we've got a rack and stack. Carol K with our our Hall of Fame, our Legion, our Legion, our Legion, Legion of bass, bass players, players. Um, LOB, Legion of Bass. Yes, and or Lob. It'll be interesting because you know with James Jamerson, it was um, he. He's a he. He's, he's a known, iconic man. Yeah, legend. Yeah, legend, legend of. He was of a bass. legend in his spare time. And and you really, I mean, Carol Kay has a lot of similar lines, and and it's a similar story. Right, jazz musician gets in the bottom level of of recording back in the day, and and makes a ton of hits, and um, but that being said, as as we start to break down our thoughts on. Their technique, sound, so on and so forth. I think it, it'll be a little different. I think it'll be different. So okay. I know I know mine will be different. I've got to get a pen out here. We should really be putting these into our some kind of spreadsheet or some kind of something. We, don't we need people for that? You just don't have to get your. Once damn, we hire somebody, you just have to get your damn office painted. You know. I mean, <laughs> well, the painter of my office could probably do it. Oh, that's, that's me. you. So yeah. Yeah. That works out just fine. I can see it now. Chrissy, get in here. (laughs) Well, it's funny. So Chrissy says, so folks new to the cast, Chrissy is Vinny's. My my wife. And my receptionist at work. Right. (laughs) Pardon me. And uh, I had brought in some stuff to work on the office. And she says, she peeks her head and see how I'm doing. And I'm like, if you peek your head, if you peek your head in, I'm going to put a roller in your hand. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're going to start doing something. 
<laughs> you're not you're not getting out of there that easy. No, 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 no. So, so she's oh, okay, never mind. And she yeah. just went back to her. <laughs> I I've never seen her with a paintbrush in her hand, and I'm not sure that I want to. I don't think I saw her the rest of the day. <laughs> what were you doing? I I'm th- working. <laughs> I'm working. I, I threatened to paint roller, and she just disappeared. Say, I'm going away. <laughs> so all right, Carol K. We'll let you start because we always start with technical prowess. Um, technical prowess for, for the fact that she's, a, uh, we had this discussion briefly about the guitar player thing. Yeah. The, the, the fact that I know this can bleed into other areas, but the, but this the is, fact, this can be interesting, but the, the fact that she has really, she picked up the Fender bass at its inception. Yes. She didn't just walk into a, a music store and say, what kind of basses do you have? She picked up. Probably, the the Fender bass, yeah, yeah. you know, but, you know, probably probably a jazz bass by by the time she was or, or uh, precision, or, or precision yeah. back then. But she picked that stuff up and started playing it. One of the what you want to say, one of the first twenty to fifty bassists. Who knows? That they, they really picked up one of these things, recording wise. Yeah. Recording wise, yeah. yeah. Not you know, not not you know, everybody not from, off the production line, right? Right. So for me, as far as her technique goes, I feel like. Even though she goes from guitar to bass, and she uses a pick, she's creating like the. Now ba- remember, the creativity is well. That's in and of itself. Uh, 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 that, that's why I said this bleeds yeah. over into another. So I'm going to give they her. I'm going to give her a nine for wow, technique. That's, that's awesome. Um, and and the reason being is because I think that she was at the forefront of it. I think her technique from guitar probably bled over. I'm sure it did into her ability to play bass, and that's how, that's one of the reasons that it. it Blossom so fast, in my opinion. Along with her musicianship, which was great time, great, you know, um, placement of, of placement the- of notes and depth quality. of theory knowledge, things like that. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going eight seven five. I'm with you. That's I'm right yeah, up there uh, with yeah, you. Yeah, you're in the you're in the ballpark. Yeah, no doubt about it. Let's talk about groove. <laughs> How can you not say that Carol K has the ability to groove when you can? I I did do them off the top of my head. But the thousands of songs that she did that she is, gets a is, ten is in my book. The fabric of our life. She has a ten. She's she's, she's okay, a ten. She gets tens. She's a ten. And it, because her groove factor is off the, the charts. Chart. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. I give her an eleven, I give her an eleven. Yeah. She just everything she did. She you listen to right you listen to Lalo Schifrin's Mission Impossible. You yes, listen to yes. Batman. You listen to all these things. It's yeah. it's right there, and it's a fabric of our lives. It's, it's like the Beatles. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to argue with. With the fact that she contributed to that, it, yeah, it's almost like the chicken and the egg, right? Did she really? Cre- I mean, she created stuff that is now part of what we consider that we're talking about, right? You know, so, or that we're or that we're playing. Hence the yeah. the Vinnie Marshall version of the Carol K book, exactly. You know, <laughs> one one in tef- you know, one very small part of it. Tone. Let's go to tone. All right. So now, for me, because of the guitar player thing, I don't I don't dig her tone. I don't, I don't okay. dig it, yeah. and 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 it's very easy for me to discern the two of them, and a lot of it has to do with the pick, right? For me, now um, as bass players progress with picks and they change some of what they did, it sounds less less tinny and everything else. I'm so real curious to see where you're going. I'm going to give her a, a six point five. Wow, wow, okay. Because I was thinking seven point five, and that's where I'm going to stay. Is seven point five. Now, now, the reason the reason I say that I'll, I'll throw this in there. I realize, but I mean, like Chris Squire plays with the pick, but I would give him it a sounds, higher. It sounds, it sounds because it's, it's iconic. Yes, I would listen to what Chris Squire did more. If Carol Kay played with her fingers, 
I would be I would give her a higher rating as far as that goes, as far as tone goes. Now, yeah. the, you know, she records this stuff, and the, the guys that are mixing it are not her, so you know, you, you can't they control may have asked some of her that. to play that. Yeah, they may have told her to play that way. When you came in, I was playing a little bit of um, the Wrecking, Wrecking Crew, Crew video, mm-hmm. and we watched Joe Osborne yeah. playing with a pick high up on the high up on the bass. On, on, on it the was neck. very tinny. Yeah, and the tune was. Ain't no, is it ain't no mountain high no, enough? No, no, it wasn't no mountain. No, 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 it was um, um, Aquarius. Uh, oh, oh, the mamas and the papas. The yeah, yeah, shine, let the sunshine. Yeah, let the sunshine in. Yeah, yeah. age of Aquarius. Yeah. And it was like, damn it! When you hear it playing by itself, it's real tinny and. But but now, but, maybe I can actually. Damn it! I don't have a pick here. I'll play with my finger now. I'll try. Like, it says that kind of. Yeah, 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 quality. yeah. yeah. But with the another, picker, it sounds like this. There's a warm quality now, with the pickets and go. But now the difference is, too, is the, those strings you have on there are wound well, wound round. He did the same thing on those flat wound strings, so it had a little bit of different discernment. Maybe they it. needed a little bit of a pick. Yeah, probably did to get a little bit more of a... Cut, because you're, you're going through that. It was called the wall of sound. Right, right. That's what Phil Spector had developed with these guys, the... The wrecking crew is called. I mean, the guy that, that, that killed somebody? I don't know. It's, 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 allegedly. We are, no, I don't think it's we, allegedly anymore. We are going to stay positive. I'm positive he did it. <laughs> I'm You're posi- not a lawyer. I'm positive he's batshit crazy. You're not even a barrister in I, England. Okay, I, I, let's just let's be honest here, Vinny. I, ba- I barely fit in a bar. This is the perfect time for the disclaimer. <laughs> We're not surgeons. We are not doctors. We are not scientists. We are not nuclear physicists we're not even bass players well we are that's <laughs> all we are that's bass right. players that's all we are so and, and we did we stay say, in a holiday and express anything we express about you know psychology we are not experts taking out the trash any of those don't things, try this not, at home we're just not don't try this at home folks please please, please. we're not what you call experts. if it comes down to bass playing you, you can trust us a little on a one out of a ten i think it's a minus three but well, at the rate you're going, six point five. <laughs> six point five. Oh. Hey, if she's six point five, okay, my so creativity, creativity. Oh, creativity as far as her lines go. No, that that's an eight. Okay, I'm, I'm saying nine point five. I thought she, I thought she was right up there with James Jamerson. I like Jamerson better. I do too, but I gave him a ten. Well, I gave her an eight. It's yeah. respectable. This this should be interesting. X Factor. So, before we get into X Factor, let's talk a little bit about this. She was a woman in the 60s. I think she's still a woman in the 2000s. Well, not all women can say that. Please please let's not get into that discussion. Uh, But the guys talked about it. They they were sitting at a round table and joking about, well... You know, sexual harassment. You know, we we would have been in big trouble, but it was better to have her in in the group and in the conversation. And and she laughed and, and was you know. Well, I'm pretty she probably the, she probably felt like she was one of the guys. That's what they said. Just, and when she was sitting there, and one of the guys, I forget who it was, said something like, "She wasn't really a woman's woman." No offense, Carol. And she just laughed. Right. You know, it's like you were one of the guys. Right. And I think that that's. Um, I think that speaks volumes. Well, think, to think, think about quality. It too. Well, think about it's it. It's like you, you're an equal to us. You you put yourself in a recording studio. You're playing with these people 10, 12 hours a day. You know, there it, it's not the thing where you come to work in some kind of 
nice dress or a pantsuit or you know you're working you're, your butt off. You're working your butt off, and, and you yeah. probably have a yeah. t-shirt and jeans on. You're you barely see each other because they put you in a room separate from each other. You got headphones on. You hear somebody talking, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, man, woman, you know, whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. I think it's just something like uh, it would have been worse to uh, have been shutting her out and not sharing the camaraderie. Right. You know, and so we they talked went out for a beer afterwards, about, and we talked about this with James Jamerson. Or, I mean, Bob, Bob Babbitt, and it's like, music doesn't know color, it doesn't know gender. Right. It's not, it doesn't sit there and say, yes, but you're a, you know, no, yeah, you're, but you're, you're a musician. Woman. You know, you're a musician. No. You, you, you play or you don't, and you yeah. fit in or you don't, but, you know, it doesn't make a difference. And, and she made a very interesting comment, too, that um, she said there were women in music um, until they were married, and it was more important to have the misses in front of the name than to have a career. Oh, back and then, think, sure. Yeah, in the sixties, and that's, that's sure. so well, true. Well, a missus, a missus back then was a career. Where do you think the well, domestic yeah. goddess came from, and all that other stuff? I mean, they they stayed home and took care of the kids, and it was a job. All it's still a job. It should, but it's but the world has evolved to a different way of looking at it. Well, has it? Well, it's still a job. You still take care of your kids. You're still a mother. But like, if you're going out to get a job, if you're working a job, you know, whatever, as an investment banker. You're a mom and an investment banker. You're not an investment banker only. You know. I, okay, so I'm, I'm going to step back a couple thousand years. Okay. Maybe further and ask you the question. I wasn't there. But let's look at this from a different lens. Okay. Do we know if men and women can work together in the workplace? Sure, why not? I don't, I don't, I don't think we know. A thousand years ago? I don't think that what we've done over the past 50 years is such a small... Oh, it's just a small sample. Of, of humanity, of who we are as human beings. Okay. Will this work? That's kind of where I'm going. I'm like, I'm, I'm you know, taking so, a bird's so eye view. You know. So what, the jury's still out? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do you disagree? Well, it depends on what you mean by the jury, I guess, or what well, you, what you what you survive. Expert. Will we survive as you know a race? Will can we well, can we, we survive this? Survive this? for two thousand years at least. But uh, we've only been doing this for fifty years. Women working in the workplace. Oh, you see what I'm saying? Am I crazy? I don't know that you're crazy, but I. I mean, the, the Me Too movement. I mean, there, now there's all this. Friction and well, and, and, that, and it's that like friction. It, it must be a given that women can work in the workplace. It's okay, sure they can do the work. Can men and women work to, work together? Well, platonically, that's, that's platonically. That's, that's next, where that's I'm driving. The, that's the next thing. That's the, like you, with you put Carol a, Kay. There was a very platonic relationship sure, with these men. Sure, sure. Can that be replicated? I don't, we, I don't think. Well, we I'm know. sure. I'm I don't sure. Think it, we know. I'm sure it has been. You know, in places, in places, but you know, you put a man and a woman in a room together for too damn long, mm. and we see this in the band career field. Oh, good. how many people have we seen? There's too numerous to mention. Yeah, too numerous to mention. It's it's at the point where where the the naivety that I had when I came into the military, I would I just wanted to play music, and when I watched the goings on, it's human nature. Well, yeah, but I did. I'm like. Dude, I just want to play my bass. What the hell's going on? 
No. People having affairs left and right. Uh, doing whatever for how to whomever, you know, and and yeah. that by the time you get done with that, you're going, is this, you, you know? But that's your, that goes back to my initial, uh, pr- is it premise? Premise. Thank you. Premise. Thank God I didn't say preposition. Proposition. <laughs> Keep it, keep it up. This is already a, already an explicit show. Sorry, folks. But I don't know because we were talking about X Factor and the fact that she was a woman in a man's world. And she, but it, but there were women back then at Capitol Records, sure, playing music and doing what she was doing. How many women bass players though? Well, she was, she, she ended up making a real. Statement, I think. I think so. As far as X Factor um, goes, she she gets a, she gets a ten from me. For, I'll give her a ten X Factor just because she's Carol Kay, and I I just dig what she did yeah. back in the day. And but. and I don't think here's the part of it that makes me think think this as a ten. She did not sit. I mean, well, I shouldn't say I, this unequivocally because I don't know for certain, but I believe she did not sit in a room and think. Oh, I'm going to change the way no. females are looked at in the world. I'm, no, she just was. She doing just was. She, she's just doing exactly her gig. You do. And you just do your thing. You just do your thing. And when somebody looks at you they and they call say, you and say, "We need you on this session," you're like, "I'm there. Oh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to play." We need you to play bass. Oh, well. yeah. I don't. I didn't. I didn't call them. Call up and say, "I need a girl bass player," or "I need a female bass player." Uh, I, I need a yeah. bass player. Yeah. Period. I don't really care yeah. what your gender, ethnicity, or can you play? Can I put a bass in your hands? Can you make noise? Can you can you play the part? Can you do the job? If you can do the job, I really don't care if you're a, if a five-year-old infant. Well, five-year-old infant? I don't Just go with me on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. five-year-old. Five-year-old infant, that's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 I'm with you. I'm tracking. Yeah, 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 you're tracking. Yeah, okay. That's good. I don't know. I, I think that it's it's still – these are odd times. Well, for for humanity, not just for. I think I think what we're talking about, I but think, I think that I think what happens is we've, I think what happens we've we've gotten to a place in the world where all of a sudden somebody has decided that something needs to change, whatever that change is. I'm not really going to pick one to to bring it up and and hold it up to the light. I think people are 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 maybe they're bored and they want to bring up shit, or they've decided that this they've had enough of this. If you're talking about a specific you know, me too, or this or the other thing. Maybe they're bringing all that stuff up because they just can't take it anymore. I just think people have got ants in their pants and they can't make up their mind about what the well, flip they sure, want to do. Because part of the problem is we are so far advanced from where we were a hundred to 150 years ago. Yeah. You got, I mean, even look at 200 years ago, which is a very short amount of time of human history. As long as we've been on the planet, freaking like, farmers. a hundred years ago, how many people you think had refrigerators? Yeah, yeah. How, how much? How many people stayed up after you know the sun went down at eight o'clock at night? How many people got up at four o'clock in the morning and, and did their entire day? How and, many people and, could know, get on an airplane and go wherever yeah, the hell they wanted? Wanted right? How many people did all that stuff? And it's like you look at people's health right now. No, and we talk about your health, right? You know, and it, usually it's not because of a lack of need. It's not starvation, right? We don't have. We, we, have the, we have the ab- absolute opposite. The diabetic yeah. classes are talking about how much people eat and what people call a serving size. And the fact that if we would stop eating like... 15 like french we're, we're fries. Gonna, stop! Yeah, stop at 15. 16 is right <laughs> people out. People didn't have french fries 200 yeah. years ago. And they just ate until they were full. 
but they also work their butt off yeah, during well, the day. And you had to track animals or, or plow fields. or right. I, I mean, if you go back Johnny, we, years, we have three potatoes left, and there's only two days well, left in the week. That's what you had for dinner. You had yeah. potato skin soup. soup and, and, you know, if you had clean water, which you probably didn't. It was dirty potatoes. There's no health care. No. You felt bad. They, they, they played. Uh, so look at the. Look, okay, let's talk about vaping. Oh, wait, 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 People wait. are dying. From vaping. Or having these issues. Yeah, they are dying. Yeah. People are a little. They're putting things into their body that they don't know. What the Nobody hell knows it what is. they are. <laughs> you know, and it's like people are dying. It's like. Um, 200 years ago, that was not an issue. We're going to take this liquid. We're going to put it in a tube. We're going to heat it up. It's going to turn into some kind of condensation and, and vapor. In your body and then you're going to put also... this. And, and don't worry. None of that stuff is going to stick in your lungs. It's just uh, going to go into your. And, and when it comes out your nose, notice smoke. notice it's, it's, it's so much, much more dense than cigarette smoke. And it looks like when somebody blows all this stuff out, they look like they're, it's a cloud. You know. That's perfectly normal. I can't I, see I, what's I, wrong. I, Why would that be wrong? Yeah, you know, neti pots are the same thing. You know, you put shit up your nose and it comes out the other end. Well, it's just water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, have you been, ever, have you put a neti pot up your nose? I have. Oh my god, it's like it's like the first time I did that, I thought it was dying. I thought it, I thought it was saline? water. But, yeah, little, yeah, yeah. It's just a little awkward, but it's a little. It's just like if you're out in the waves. In, right. Jersey, and you get I'd, knocked I'd over, much, over. I'd much it. rather get be in the waves, get knocked over, get up and go. <laughs> <laughs> it comes out of your noses. Vinny, this is not an odd sensation. You felt it before. Tell the I truth. I felt it before, but I didn't Tell do it truth. on purpose. Here, yes, stick this in your nose. You did not have to go into that ocean. <laughs> oh, you did. oh, yes, I did. No, that's true. That's true. If I'm going to be on my own island, I need to be able to be in my own ocean. <laughs> So you need the neti pot to kind of like condition you. Right. For condition you're me on for, your own island? It's either that or waterboarding. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Wow. Neti pot. Neti pot waterboarding. waterboarding. That, could yeah. be a, that could be a whole that, different that's conversation. A, that's a whole topic. Uh, how did I mean, we get here? I don't I, know. I, we you started with vaping and then you went to. Well, the, vape, yeah, the vaping thing is just, I, I just, you know, I see this Honda, um, little accord thing with wheels that are sticking out sideways oh. and it's lower down to the ground and it, it's got tinted windows and window comes down a little and then all of a sudden this forest fire right <laughs> yeah it's an la smog alert number 32 <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like oh yeah i'm sure that's good for you bro yeah. Yeah. Good, good luck with that. I only put know? water in my lungs, really. Uh, Do you realize water in your lungs is the way you drown? <laughs> what, what? Unless you're Aquaman. Yeah, well, you're that, 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 or, or you've practiced neti pot and waterboarding. <laughs> neti pot, at least you can keep it up in the nasal <laughs> area. It doesn't have to, you know, like get down into the lungs. Uh, not the way I do it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so much better. Are you all right there? I guess I'm I just so... picked the wrong time to quit smoking. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so much better. Oh. oh that's too funny. Well, <laughs> something. It's too something. Too much damn water. Well, and then the other thing is about those, those, those um, vape things. They've got different versions of them now. They look like little pens and pencils, you know, they're, they're jewel. jewel and blue. and Yeah, and some of them look like some kind of like a chimney with a, <laughs> a handle a, on a, it. A, a fucking bilge down the bottom. It's <laughs> heated up so that you... But the other thing about it is, is they say, well, would you like a flavor? Is that like menthol cigarettes? What do you mean, like a flavor? Oh, well, how about vanilla? 
how about you eat an ice cream cone or, you know, or maybe something. You're going to put vanilla in your lungs. I don't think vanilla belongs there. On your taste buds. On your maybe. taste buds, maybe. But yeah, but oh, well, it, it, when it passes your taste buds, you'll taste it. And the vanilla goes to your lungs. I will say my grandfather smoked a pipe and he had like a vanilla yeah. flavored but you don't suck that. You don't sit, suck the pipe. You're not supposed to suck pipe tobacco into your lungs. No, no. You just taste it. And right. Puff it out. That's a whole different story. Yeah, Vaping is. Oh, that makes. You just made the point. That Thank you. It's on your taste buds. buds. It's not in your good. lungs. Would you like a flavor? Yeah. Would yeah, you like a flavor? Taste buds, but not in my lungs. <laughs> your avioli really likes lime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What the hell? I don't even know what that is, but it's, uh, you it's, sound like you're a doctor. Oh, no, I'm not. I just said avioli. That's all. Bronchial tube. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was like a cannoli or something. No, 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 no. Vincenzo, no, 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 I thought no, you were no, speaking no, of some no, kind no, of Italian. Cannolis are not avioli. Uh, it's avioli. Uh, it's ravioli. Garlic avioli. avioli. Yeah, no. Who likes to garlic and parmigiana? Oh, no. Vincenzo, are you making a good in sauce? In the words of my grandmother, I don't know. You're making a sauce. You're making, you're making the gravy and the meatballs. Vincenzo. What do you do? So doing? good. Just so good. So we both give tens. X Factor for our artist du Yes. I'm sorry. That was great. <laughs> I got that was away. great. Um, but the Wrecking Crew, it ranks right up there with the Punk Brothers. Sure. Along with last week's Midwest and or last ep- last episode's uh, pod. It's it, it just great musicians right. getting in on the ground level and and very, I mean, very famous, but very pedestrian it, as far as how they did all that stuff. Well, the thing is, I would say that. Beyond pedestrian, these guys were just top-notch technical artists that were playing on albums of and getting no recognition. Well, well, right. That's the pedestrian part. They, yeah, they, like, they're just they, you. They, you, if Carol Kay walked on the street back in the seventies, nobody would know who she was. No, no, they would have a clue. Well, they weren't putting the names, the credits on the albums. No, you know, so like. Tommy Tedesco, the guitar player that's in the Wrecking Crew, played on Gary Lewis's Gary Lewis and the Playboys. Right, you know they were you know a thing back in the day, mm-hmm. and he played this like a, you know flamenco guitar thing, you know, it was like yeah, it flourishes on a big hit, mm-hmm. and the guitar player for the Playboys was like, I can't play that. I cannot play that. I can't play that. <laughs> I can't play that. What are you doing? He's like, you have to play something well, simpler. It, it, he was like, well, "Well, just don't play that. Yeah, just leave it out." Well, the, the, the whole it becomes part of the tune. Well, but the whole monk, the That's whole the monkey, problem. the whole monkeys thing was the same. Oh, the thing. monkeys. Yeah, I mean, monkey, Peter, oh, my, uh, Michael Nesmith, and I mean, they all, they all played a little yeah. bit. David but Jones but and, and Peter Tor, yeah. um, but but they didn't play any of those things really. They tried to at the end because they were they were mad that everybody was giving them shit because they weren't playing. Well, you were actors. But, but I don't make any, it doesn't make any sense. But anyway, the, the whole point is the wrecking. No, that's crew a very good point. Stuff. The monkeys didn't play. They no. had the, the wrecking crew was doing the it was playing. doing everything. That's why I was grooving and smoking. Yeah, it sounded know? great, and and people never knew. Right, they thought, oh, they are the Beatles. They, the, people, the, the monkeys are just like the Beatles. They play. Never knew, which makes me wonder about the CIA, huh? And our government, huh? How much do we not know? What's going on? If they could do that in Capitol Studio Records, I mean. What could they do in the oh, e-, e ring of the Pentagon? Lordy, lordy, or, or the CIA. Or, or Langley, Virginia. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry you can't go over there, sir. Why? You just can't. 
Oh, very good. <laughs> I'm a taxpayer. Let me in there. No, I'm sorry. You can't. <laughs> All right. I want to uh, change the subject to um, the Brady Munch. Okay. So if you've ever, if you're an American, you probably have seen an episode of the Brady Bunch. So last night I watched this HGTV episode. It's called A Very Brady Renovation. And HGTV has bought the Brady house. Like Sherman Oaks, California, yes. whatever the hell it is. And it's, it, it's, you know. The one, you know, the one you see it on the, t- on the TV. Here's the story. Yeah. That's the one. And it went up on. They went up for sale, and I think they were asking for like one point five million. A lot of people were like bidding on it, and it sold for three point five million to HGTV. Damn! Because they, well, they're looking at it like, hey, we're gonna buy this place, and then we're gonna remodel it to make the inside just like look like the Brady the house. studio. Right? Yeah, it's genius. So they're gonna make a ton of money. Who's who's still alive? Ambie All the Dave, kids are alive. Ambie Davis is dead. Florence Henderson is dead. So is the so the is dad. Robert Reed. Robert Reed. Yeah, Robert, yeah, 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 yeah. All the kids are alive, and they're they're on the show. Oh. All six of the Brady kids are actually going in and tearing down parts of walls. Oh. And like they're and asking me, him like, well, maybe they'll all stay there and like overnight, like it's a haunted house or something. Actually, there's like a. Some type of um, sweepstakes to stay at the Brady House. Are you? No, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Run down, kidding. run down the steps to come down and get breakfast in the morning, yeah. and hope that Alice so there making the waffles. steps were the big deal last night. Oh, the steps were the big deal last yeah, night. Because See, this, I didn't watch this, like, but it's like, like iconic. You know, the Brady Bunch. They had that staircase. Sure, sure, that big staircase where they, they all stood and, up and everything. And they had the picture on the staircase. So mm-hmm. here's the problem: it's a ranch. Right, there was no stair. The house was a ranch yeah, that they no took stair. a picture of. Right. They had to make They're, it upstairs? They had to make it upstairs. But what they don't want to do is destroy the front, you know, like the, the facade, the front facade. Yeah. So they're building so you can stuff only behind go it. so far behind. So what they're doing is they're digging down oh. a little bit, and then they're building out on the back. Oh, okay. And they're, they're going to put the kids' bedrooms. Remember, like, the kids' bedrooms, they had, like, the girls' bedroom. And then the, the boys' bedrooms. Right. Jack and Joe bathroom, right? In the boys' bedroom. bedroom, and then Greg had his own bathroom or bedroom upstairs. So okay, was, so uh, you can't Greg. do the the attic. They're, they can't do it. Well, they can't put it upstairs. But what they're going to do is they're going to build it in the basement. Oh, so you go downstairs and and dude, this is what they're doing. They are going authentic. Everything, even the beaded the beads that you walked in for Greg's room. Oh, it's beyond that. So like last night's episode. There's like, um, you know, you come in the front door. When you come in the front door of the original house, it's like you, there was a wall. They had to tear that down. That's where the kitchen was off oh, to the right. right, right, right. They had to like make the closet there and then dig down so you have steps down. They had to find that couch. They couldn't find the fabric for the couch, so they had it made. They had it designed. What? Yes. They made it. I'm, they're making it exactly the, you know, um, so you would go into like the dining room, yeah, where they're sitting, and the, across from that there was a like a end table with a horse on it, right? Was it a bookend or whatever it was? Three D printing to get the horse. Jesus Christ! Yes, how, how much did this cost? Well, it's more than three point five million because that's what they paid for that. It's freaking astronomical. 
It's going to be like a billion dollars to make the Brady House. Who cares, man? Is, is, if, if they can make what money mean, on it. What do you mean, who cares? There if are poor people make... in the world that could use that billion dollars. There's less poor people in the world than there were 200 years ago. I'm just saying. Well, there was no Brady House 200 years ago either. <laughs> it was the Brady Cave. How did you, you know, we, we had to evolve. First the Brady uh, Hut, then the Brady I Cave. That was cool. And then Brady Twig Bush. So every week they're going to do a next. So last. Last night it was the the outside the facade. Mm-hmm. They had to match the color for the original thing. There was like a a, a a brick wall built around the house to keep people out. They tore that down. Wow. There was no window. You know where the window was on the the higher side. The, the top. The top. Left the side. Top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There there was no window there. They had to make one. They cut out a section and put a window in. Really. Yeah, and there there were actually windows on the left side down where the um, house is, and they had to take those windows out and, and put actual siding in there. Wow! I mean, dude, they're, they're going, they went about thinking about they this are shit for going all in on this thing. They're going all in. It was fun to watch. That's crazy. It was really fun to you know to because they show little clips of the Brady Bunch and and the. Um, place and then they go back and they, they show what they did and you're like holy crap man that looks spot on is marie mccormick still hot which one was she that marcia oh marcia 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 wow <laughs> oh, yeah she's got to be like you know 20 years 60. older than me yeah she's gonna be 70 well you know florence and, henderson i'm sure was hot every once in a while you, you catch a side clip something yeah it's got a little, little bit of bags of of all the people I, of the six kids, Marsha and Peter have, you know, still retained a little mild hotness, if you will. Okay. Peter's not, I mean, like, poor Bobby. Oh, Bobby looks terrible. <laughs> Bobby <laughs> looks terrible. Like uh, what's, her, what's her name? Uh, uh, Cindy looks awful, too. Cindy's doing her best, but she's kind of. Eve, Eve Plum's not too bad. That's Jan. She's a. She she's looks okay. like your aunt. Jan, come on. Come on. <laughs> well, they all could be my aunt Jan. But I don't have an aunt Jan now. Marcia, uh, before Marcia, either. Marcia. I'm telling you. I'm telling you this. Oh, and, and Greg looks like. Oh, he looks miss, old. he's missing. He's got a five head. He's, he he's very, You know what? He's still very. Uh, Swaving the boner. Well, charismatic. Swaving the boner. Yeah, swaving the <laughs> swaving the boner. So he he's still he's still he looks he's like Greg. It's like that's still Greg, and he's like eighty or something. I don't know how old he was. Is Jesus Christ? That means Robert Reed would have been like a hundred. Yeah. Holy God. Let's get yeah. You know, uh, uh, Barry Williams and Florence Henderson had a thing. Who? Barry, Greg, Barry Williams. I thought so. I and told Lisa that. She's like, no, it was with Marsha. And I'm like, no, no, I'm pretty sure it was. With- I think Marsha, that Marsha had, uh, they might have gone out, but, but Florence and Andrews and him, they went on dates. I thought they were, yeah. They went on dates. I bet it was more than that. Yeah, I'm sure Barry Williams has a story in there or two. <laughs> we get time for another tune. Let's play a tune. What do you okay. want to do? Well, I guess we're going to have to do a very Brady sequel or whatever. <laughs> A very Brady tune. Um, <laughs> a very Brady bass duet. A very Brady bass duet. Uh, uh, I, have, I have one in 4-4, four, four, and I have one in 3-4. Um, Here's a story. Yeah, it's got to be 4. That's in 4-4, four, four, yeah, so we'll have to do that one. This is kind of 
little slower though. Yeah. This will be to Florence Henderson. We're gonna call it flow. <laughs> Let it flow. Flow no. Flow no. Okay. Can it flow? Can it flow. <laughs> What is this? What we're gonna do? Where it's a it's a, it's a nice to it's what a, do you bring forth here? It's a it's a nice tune in four four. It's D minor. It's, it's D minor, the saddest of all keys. Instant weep. Ape, uh, just just right away. It's there's la, there's uh, la, that's that's enough out of you. La, there is a B section and it you it, play it, it, and people instantly they cry. It's it's instant weep. Uh, if you're gonna cry anymore, you should just stop now. It, it's kind of a I'm highly influenced by Bach. In Mozart, so it's kind of a mock piece. <sighs> Little lines weaving and intertwining. Well, that's nice. What do you call it? This particular one's called Lick My Love Pump. <laughs> Thank you. Drive through. Would you like fries with that? I can only give you 15. <laughs> Where have we gone wrong? Maybe I can edit all this out. <laughs> this, this is the best part. This is the, the best part right here. This is total we, stupidity. We've gone off the rails and it's no, off not no point. Do. It's in the title. We're off point. Something for the finer things. Is, oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Okay. I will save it for after this. Well, let's let's play this too. What are you calling it? Um, um, <laughs> um you asked me too fast. <laughs> uh, let it flow. <laughs> this is come, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is this is this, this is the debut this of the song called called. Uh, <laughs> I've got what? <laughs> I've got what? Uh, Penicillin? <laughs> I don't think that'll help. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> All right, here we go. Thank you. 
sit down and work on these things and put them into a you, you band can, thing. You can do an album. You have enough for an album right now. Well, yeah, we can both play bass on it. <clears throat> Whatever. Have a grand, grand old time. We'll, we'll put it out on the on bass off point label. <laughs> I'll be, the, I'll be the only artist that we signed. We're <laughs> on SoundCloud. It's easy. It's Dude, easy. it's done. Here's it's done. Here, here's our, here's our music. Just one request. I want to be known as Colonel. <laughs> Colonel There's Arms. always like the Colonel. Oh, well, the Colonel. Colonel Arms. A, over, yeah, we'd so. like to thank the Colonel for all his help oh, on the album. The album. He's, he's he's really taken us hey, as you, far as we can go. You kids, you've done great. <laughs> you've done great with what I've what provided. So yeah. So, I've got a friend of mine. It's uh, Steve. just one. That's about <laughs> besides you, <laughs> and I'm not sure I can fully count on you. Well, look, look at the look at the time. I've got to go watch the cat. I got to go clip my nails. <laughs> I got to go clip my diabetic <laughs> toenails. <laughs> my pterodactyl. <laughs> my pterodactyl. Hands Chrissy, Chrissy, I need some help. My, my toenails need trimming. My T Rex arm won't reach. I can't reach my, my toenails. I can't reach my toenails. Uh, that's bad. So uh, diabetes in the world unite. Okay, I'm president of the Chiefs group at the base. By default, I, I got like, so you can really say there's too many Chiefs and not enough Indians in that uh, place. <laughs> there are not enough Indians, Indian Chiefs. So, anyways, this guy shows up a couple weeks ago, and he decides he really likes what's going on with the Chiefs group. And he wants to donate 100 coins, challenge coins, to the group. Okay. And I was like, what? Because that's six, seven hundred bucks. 
worth of coins because we do what we do is we recognize the younger airmen and we give them a challenge coin on behalf of the chief's group. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so they, they come out and their supervisor has to tell them, tell the chief's group, you know, in our meeting. What they what, do. Exactly, which is good for them to get a little public speaking. And then we present certificate coin in a $50 gift certificate. I'll take that. For the BX. Hell yeah, who wouldn't? So Steve comes out. Steve Haskins is his name. He didn't want to be recognized, but he'll never listen to this podcast. So Steve's fucking kicking ass. Yeah, Steve. So he's uh, with a. He has a company called Tiger Two Productions, and they do coins. So he's like, I want to donate forty coins to the group for you guys to do your thing because we're about out of coins. And I've developed this great relationship with Steve. He's been super nice. And I've gone over to his house to help design the coin. Maybe we can get an on-base off-point off coin. We could. We could. About 600 bucks. We need sponsors. Dark Horse. Dark Horse. No. I, I know I can't have no. alcohol right now, but I really <laughs> want pretend, some. I can, can, I can drink the it. red can. You can still sp- yeah, yeah, say it's good because mm-hmm. JR said it was good. So um, the coins were done, and I went and picked them up yesterday. So I go to Steve's house. He's over in Beaver Creek, and he's probably getting close to 70, I'm guessing. Okay. He's getting ready to retire, like from his, he's a retired chief, but he's been doing this coin thing where he, you know, has his own business. And um, we're talking, super nice guy. He's a maintainer by trade, fixes planes, so on and so forth. And he says something to me like this. JR, God blesses every one of us with gifts, and he gave you the gift of music. And you're responsible to take advantage of it. I was like, hey, man, don't hang that on me. It's like, come on. Now, i got to go home and practice for four hours now. That made me feel, made me feel bad. I never, I didn't even, I didn't even prepare a tune for my podcast. Uh, and I'm supposed to say something now? Well, no. I mean, what, what do you think about when you have a gift that God's given you and, you know, your responsibility to live up to or exploit or take advantage or share it well, with the rest of the world? Well, let's have some, let's have some discussion about this. Okay. How so many, that's why I brought it up. How many people in the world, I'm, I'm not looking for a specific number, maybe a you know round figure, in percentage, do you think know what their talent is very good question and good point because this is what he said most people go through life searching for their talent or what not even not just even doing what whatever yeah you know, fall you, into and get a job and right. they just sling hamburgers whatever they do sell cars right insurance so oh, my dad's a lawyer i'll be a lawyer so they never find a passion passion and, and, and passion and god-given talent are necessarily the same thing you can this have a passion. True. You can have, have a passion to be a lawyer, but you, and your God-given talent may be, I have met, may be public speaking. I you have know. met people with a passion to be a singer, and, and they, it doesn't take. I'm telling you, they couldn't carry a, a tune, tune in a bucket. Thank with you. Help. Yeah, and and the thing is, is there's famous things like we'll say things like everybody. I think ha- that's the majority of people. I think it is the majority of people. I think that, that they I think, just go through. I think you are you are absolutely lucky. That's, that that you his, have. That, that I think that's point. his point. You are absolutely his lucky 
that God has given you enough of a talent that you've recognized it, you've had a chance to exploit it. But dude, I'm not even that talented. It doesn't, I'm just, I'm just like, it it's something that I, I've, I've pursued because I, I'm so passionate about playing bass. But you have enough of a talent, and this is an, uh, like, a, like a diatribe to the fact that you can't play, you can play. <laughs> So I, I want to say that. So I start going down this well, road. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. But, but I've, got like, I've got two percent talent, about ninety-eight percent of sitting in the practice room practicing. What, and that, that could be a talent. What, what, in what of ben, Frank, ben Franklin said that uh, you know, with uh, ideas are you know ninety-nine percent perspiration and one percent inspiration. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's the same thing. If you have a talent, let's say that you're a you're an amazing golfer. You get to a point where you, you golf very well, but if you start thinking about what you're doing, you try to analyze your talent, and you take that natural gift and you try to muck with it, you're going to wind up screwing up, and the next thing you know, you're, you know, you're, you're screwing up and you're not this doing This is amazing because we talked about this as well. We talked about if, if you decide to take your passion right. and turn it into your profession, you're messing with... Oh, you're, your passion. You are you are putting your passion your passion on the line to have it ruined. Exactly, and and, and cu cut to ribbons because if you don't have a good sense of yourself, if you don't have the abil ability to, to take a to little bit of sacrifice your hobby and your love mm -hmm. to turn it into this is my living. Here, here's here's a classic example. Both of us, have, you're still in the Air Force Band. I was in the Air Force Band. We can. I'm sure without even trying, we could pick a handful of people that we saw in their career that became jaded, whether it was because of the military or was it because of the music that they were playing or the fact that they it weren't doing what they were. jaded with both. And, and all of a sudden, they came into the, mu the, the music field wanting to play and be somebody, and they left angry and bitter and yeah. never wanted to pick up another instrument again once the time stopped. Yeah. I got out of the military, and all I wanted to do was pick up a bass. That's what you're you doing know, in basic training. You're like, get out of my, you're throwing elbows at the chapel, right? So you could get a hold of a bass guitar. I just want to get give me the bass. You yeah. can't have it. I want it. And but now that that turned out to be fine for me. And the same thing applies to you. Yeah, you have other things that you like and enjoy. The management side, the leadership side, the ability to to shape and mold people is yeah. is is part of your psyche. Yeah. However, if somebody says to you, "Hey, man," um, you got a free afternoon. I got the ability to put a bass in your hands and let you play some tunes with these guys. Will you do it? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You wouldn't even think twice about it. I love playing music. You know, so it's there's not a thing where you where you change your your habits, your ha your focus, your head turns to the right a little bit, your head turns to the left a little bit, but the path in front of you is is based on the talent that you have and the passion that you have toward that talent. Which this this is awesome because it brings me to the next thing that he, we talked about and, and he just asked me point blank he goes how do you know what to charge for what you do and i told him about the gig triangle right the gig triangle yeah for, for everybody that doesn't know tell us what the gig triangle is so there's money right and money is usually a, normally it's it's an isosceles there, there, triangle there's but, but, yeah but so sometimes there's, sometimes it can be an up there's three points right. that, and and you need to kind of lean one way or the other to say yes i will leave my house leave my family because these I'm making are, money. These things are important to me. It has to be one of these things. Money is at one point of this triangle. Music is another point because we're passionate about what we do, or the music that we play, and we enjoy some music and we don't enjoy other music. And the third point, for me at least, is the people. That's the reason I stayed in the Air Force. I enjoyed military musicians. They're just good people. 
they're fun to be around most of them some of them um so that's it. it it's like that's the gig triangle money music people and here's the deal if it pays a lot of money i'm gonna go do it right Right. It doesn't matter. You're doing, it you're doing matter. a gig on the weekend that pays a lot of money. They can be total assholes and music I hate. But if it's a $500 gig for 30 minutes, I'm gonna I'll do tolerate it. it for I'm going to do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's. But if it's if it's my music and it's my band. And I'm making 50 bucks. I'll do it almost for nothing. The, right. the money's really not important it's, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it's, it's someone that calls me that I'd love to play with. And maybe I don't like their music, but they're fun to be around. Right. And you know, okay, that's that's that influences me. So I was watching the um, Wrecking Crew, and they had a similar thing. Uh, I'm trying, I'll try to remember what they were talking about. It wasn't the same. They had four points, but one of them was experience. One was money, um, experience. I can't remember what the other ones were. Oh, here it is. Money. Music, uh, people, and fun were experience. So they were doing the same thing back in the sixties. Yeah, and and look, it gave them. Here's here's the thing. When you look at that gig triangle, I realize that all the gigs don't fit into it in a specific way, where you can always say that eighty five percent of the gigs you're going to take. But what does that do? That gig triangle do for you? That sets your it, it's it's core values. It's well, it sets your it sets your tone for what you will and won't do, and yeah. it allows you to have longevity. Because if you're doing gigs and your and your triangle is based on strictly on money, and it's not based on anything else, it's a flat line. If the money goes up, I'll do it. That doesn't well, necessarily any, any amount of money. Oh, right. it's, it's fifty bucks. It's oh, 50 bucks. Go do it. It's that 50 doesn't bucks. that doesn't make it right, and yeah. it doesn't make it worthwhile. It makes it. Um, you're pay, being paid for a service. Yeah. So when you're talking about about the chief talking to you about what do you, how do you charge for something like that? Well, you got to realize that you pay a plumber yeah. because a plumber knows what he's doing. Yeah. You pay a musician because a musician knows what he's doing. The difference between a plumber and a musician is a musician practices all the time on his craft. The plumber has hands-on experience and has learned over the years with that experience about what to do. They, they may go to classes and stuff. Right. And, you know, they're, they're, I don't know that there's new plumbing methods out there, but they don't do any more than what their job entails. At the end of the day, and this is the big part that I had about the Air Force Band being different back in the day than everybody else. If you're working in accounting and finance in the military and you're pushing papers, you're dotting I's, you're crossing T's, you're adding up vouchers and everything else. At the end of the day, when 4.30 hits, or whenever the end of the duty day is, right. you go home, you close your drawers, you, you talk off the computer, you take it home, go home. You don't take any work with you. Work is there for the next day. Right. As a musician, you go into the job, you practice, you rehearse, you go home, and you bring home stuff with you. That the Air Force Band, and this is the, the, the thing I have about the Air Force Band over the years. If you're in accounting and finance, you wind up doing your job. You do it well. You push your papers. You wake up in the morning and come into work. You do, your, you do all you're supposed to. At the end of the day, whenever the duty day is or whenever you're done at work, what do you do? Fold up your little folder. You turn off your computer. You lock the door. Turn off the lights. You don't go back to work. You don't do extra stuff. You might bring some paperwork home, but normally with that stuff, you don't do any extra stuff afterwards. 
as a musician, we get up in the morning, we start practicing. We get ourselves ready to perform. That takes time. You, you don't get your calculator out and start doing addition and subtraction to practice for being an accountant. And a musician practices, and then they have rehearsal, and they rehearse together to, be, to have a co cohesive unit and play tunes for whatever we're doing. At the end of the day, when we're done, and they say, okay, go home and get some rest, do you go home and not practice your instrument because you may have to work on a part that's a little bit more difficult that you need to be prepared for tomorrow? Do you listen to a tune? Do you write something out? Do you do something more? Do you come back to the building at night, open up the place at 3 o'clock in the morning and go, God, I can't get this part. i got to play this part right. How come I playing this, this part wrong? And you add to what you're doing. You take that passion and that talent that you have, and you work harder to make it better. That's the difference between a musician. And the problem is, is that when you start doing this and somebody says, well, you're just doing this for fun. Well, yeah, but what am I doing to make my craft? I, I would submit that there are people all across beyond the Air Force and the military. You know, there's maintainers that don't leave. They've, they've got to finish well because of their dedication to their craft. It's like they're so committed. These crew chiefs are so committed to their aircraft. I'm, their name's on the side of the aircraft. Well, and they're, they're like... I, I'm not going home. I'm not. I'm not taking away the dedication of the of, of the people that are doing their work. Please don't misunderstand the fact that I say it's four o'clock and the, and the, and it's done and you go home. What I'm saying is, and some people when, do that, especially in the, you know, well, depending on what you're doing. But, but let's let's look at look at a maintainer for example. A maintainer is supposed to fix a plane because the plane has got to go up and we've got to we've got to use yeah. it for the military. And they will bust their butt whether it's five hours, ten hours, twelve hours, whatever it takes to get that done. The point is, is when they're done with that, they don't go home and read manuals and, and take a, take nuts and bolts out and go, well, this widget fits in here. And, I, you know, some of them are weird. <laughs> well, th that's a very small percentage of people that sit home and, and, and they, yeah. blindfolded, try to put WD-40 well, on you talk something. about, OK, so for us, it's it's a it's a life calling. It's a yeah, it's it's a passion. Right. It's not a career. It's not a career. It's it, not it, a hobby. It can be a career and a hobby. But it's beyond, but it's beyond that. that. It's like, when we get out, or when you got out, you continued to hone your craft and sure. play music. And I didn't I, stop. Yeah, There's no reason to. Keep going. And, um, now, there are, there are people that I've seen that got out, completely gave it up. I'm done with my music. I'm moving yeah. on to something else. Well, the people that give it up, you know, well, beyond that, before and after that, it's just like where, where you are, when you are. Right. With your dedication to, you know, whatever it is you want to do. And when you're making decisions, 18 years old. Yeah. Oh, this is what I'm going to do for the for rest of my life. And then you get to be 28, 30. You're going, you go, why am I doing this? What? Yeah. My, my big, yeah. my big thing, I'll, I'll use the, the band program is this. In the days of my early days of the band program, all I wanted to do was play music. I still want to do that, but all, all I wanted to do was play music, whether it was on the bass B-A-S-E or off the base or on the road. So when I went on the road, I was jazzed to go on a two-week tour. I was happy to play. I wanted to do gigs. That was my passion, what I wanted to do. I watched people as they got older and their spouses all of a sudden looked at them and said, hey, you're gone like all the damn time. And they're like, y yeah, so, so? Well, no, I'm doing all this stuff at home and I don't have you here. You're not present. 
Right. I'm, I, I understand that, but you married a musician. What, what would you like me to do? Would you like me to stop what I'm Yeah, I would like you to change jobs. Huh? N- n- no. That's I, tough. And, and I mean, everybody's different with that. Some people yeah. will change and their life will change and they'll go, all right, I need to do something different. I've watched people in the Air Force Band program turn into better administrators as opposed to musicians. And they became very good administrators and they served their, the Air Force Band program really well. I would not want them in my band playing, but that's just a personal opinion. You know, so everything changes. Your life station, you you don't wake up and 18, like you were saying, I want to be a a this or that. And you, you know, the the mighty hand of God doesn't give you your Damascus Road experience and you become a bass player and it doesn't change. We can tie this into what we talked about earlier with men and women working together. Sure. Because um, the couples have to decide everything that they're doing. All the stuff that they're doing, you, uh, do you want to have? Do, you want to have kids? Well, you want to be. You want to work outside the home. Do you? Do you want to deal with the fact that you're? Just, you're, just, just say you're in the military. Okay, you got to go overseas. And and your and your spouse has a job as a teacher or is is in the local community. Right, right. And, and your spots, well. your spot has, and, and she's actually maybe, and I've I've seen this where that person is. Um, Let's say the guy's playing bass and, and, and um, his wife is actually teaching French horn at a local university. Oh, it got tenure. Oh, now we get orders. So you're going to ask your spouse to leave? Please leave. Let's let's go. We're gonna we're gonna go to um, Nebraska so I can keep my career as an Air Force musician, and maybe you can find a job teaching. Maybe. At the university there, but you already have. So now you're looking at how do we do this? Because if I ask you to sacrifice your career, what are you going to do for me? Well, how much are you going to um, hold that against me? Yeah. Yeah. You've, I've moved 17 times and you haven't done anything for me or whatever. Still, those are the conversations that have to be had. Period. Dot. You 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 can't go through life or or continue to have a solid relationship without having these knockdown, drag out fights. Or, like, or at least or you say, I will I will get out. I'll get out of the air force because it's not enough. Or let's let's get divorced now, right? And separate now because we we we've realized that both of us are too committed to our careers and not committed enough to, to one each another. other. Yeah. That's difficult. That's it's very tough. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure the for, divorce rate in the military. And it's not is awful. military. I think it's just once again. I'll go back to does adding women to the workforce is it going to work? Yeah, I think it's going to morph and change. But these are the things that we're going to have to deal with as human beings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to make this work because, but, well, who who gets to who gets do, to stay gets, at home. Who who has more drive this or, or or maybe if nobody wants to stay at home or nobody wants to move or I don't want to give up my career or okay well then you, if you're, you're if you're at odd, odds and at a standstill and one person has to give sometimes it's both if you can't live together you'll grow apart right you can't do it you can't you can't have it both ways you can't have your cake you need it too nope. if I have to move we move together right and if, if you're doing this we, we've got to figure this out. 
and and that sometimes will cause knock down, drag out fights. fights. And that's what you have to do. Those are those are fights to save your relationship or end it. Yeah, or end it. Yeah, or, or end or, it. Or end it. But if you don't, it doesn't. No, it. If you don't have those fights, you're, you've already ended it. Well, yeah. Those are fights to save your relationship. Yeah, I, I and figure it out. There are ways to figure it out. Yeah. This this goes back to Carol Kay because she talked about um, her parents. They were either playing music or fighting. Right. They were happiest when they're playing music. They're either playing music or fighting. But you do. You have you have to get into it and, and have these conversations or, or stand by stand by what you think you think is important to you uh, my career or or realize it's more important to give in right now because my relationship is more important than this stupid music career yeah that's my family's more my kids it's more important than playing these hundred dollar gigs every night. Well, that's I, tough. There's there's people I know. They're that, not tough. There's I mean, people I know really... that their their wives will tell them if 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 this gig pays a hundred dollars or less, I will give you that money to stay home. And it's hard not to look at them and say, okay, you know, especially at the point now. Here's the other thing about this. I, this is the perspective is the whole key to this. The perspective we have at 18 and the perspective we have at 30 and the perspective we have now where we are at 50-something is all different. True. The stuff that you did when you were doing the, the cruise ship thing. Right. Right? You were all into that. You know, you, know, you didn't think about my girlfriends on, on you know, here or there or whatever. I no girlfriend. Well, <laughs> I, I was trying to be nice. You know, you, you just could have said, yeah. We I was did. into partying. Yeah, well, so you that were into partying. That was, that was my priority. And, that was my value. And you were sitting. That's number you, one on my but, tree. Oh, but you're sitting on the cruise ship making money. And you're out. Not much. But you're out in the middle of, of the ocean. You're seeing stuff. You're doing this and the other thing. Mm-hmm. So you don't think about all that stuff. JR, if I told you tomorrow that you were getting ready to retire as a chief and you were going to make your paycheck and everything was cool, and I said, dude, I've got an opportunity for you to play bass on the Queen Mary. There's a guy that used to be in the Air Force. His name is Blake Waters. I know Blake. Blake is on the QE2. He's a musical director on the QE2. Okay. I think it's QE2. I, I may be wrong about that. But he made a choice. Now, I don't, I don't know if he's still married or not. Um, but he, he made a choice, and he's out in the road with them. I don't know that if I put that to you, hell, I don't know if you put that to me, if I would just go, oh, yeah, I'm in. Let's go. You know, and that's because the station that you're at in life, the perspective that you have in life. If you were 18 and I said, I'll make you music director in this group. I'll pay you you 500 a week. I'm in. I'm going. Where are you going? I don't care. I'll be be enjoying myself. Same thing. So – when you get to that crossroads, when your spouse looks at you and says, okay, this little game of playing is done because I want you to be this and I want you to be home and present for me, you have to make a perspective change or choice. Right. And it comes down to values. Okay. What do you value most? That's what values are or prioritizing. I value this more than this. I value this more than this. Human beings can only focus on one thing at a time. People like to what? talk about, yeah, exactly, huh? exactly. People say, well, multitasking. You are not multitasking. You are task switching. You are quickly going back and forth from one to another. If you and I were to give somebody directions 
to two different places at the same time. There is no way they could take those directions down. That would be multitasking, right? If you can't switch back and forth. Yeah, no. You, you, yeah, you have you to can't stop do it. it. Yeah, you, no, no. you have to focus on one thing at a time. Now, you can switch back real quickly. You can think, what's for dinner? And I'm playing a major scale, right? You can do that, but you're still task switching. Right. So it's critical for us as human beings to be able to realize that we can only do one thing at a time. Think about that. You can only focus on one thing at a time. You can only pursue one thing at a time. You can't do everything. So how do you figure out what to do? How do you figure out what's... You, you got what, to rack, rack and stack it. You, you got to rack, rack just stack. like we do with the bass players. You rack and stack. Now, What's most important in my life? Right. Now, cognitive psychologist, and I'm not a psychologist, but I had a class... Say so you can remember you five. Degree, you can say whatever. you can say you can remember five plus or minus two things. So I'm serious. Okay. So okay. that's that's why telephone numbers are, are generally easy to remember because you know just a regular phone number, seven numbers without the area code. So if you thirty years ago, a guy in the class gave me ten words to remember. And he and he, he said, I want you to think out loud and tell me how you remember these things. So he'd say, Green. I went, Green, green, green. He goes, Okay, door. I go, Green door. I'm I still remember these damn words. It's, it's green door bought downtown by a happy comic with a, a lion in the driveway of a complex. Wow. I still remember the damn things because of how I put them together. So, yes, it is still one thing that you're attaching and, and, and going after, and you can still hear and presently remember other things that you hear. I will listen to a conversation, and I will go, I know he's playing Solar, but right now I'm talking about what, you're, what we're talking about as far as remembering things. So I may not be able to speak and say, no, that change is wrong. You got to play the right change. But I'm listening to what's going on and my right. brain is still taking it into process. So I'll remember it for a while and then I'll try to, I'll have a flashback and go, hey, dude, he was playing like, wait a minute. That was weird. You know, what was he doing? <laughs> and like two or, two or three o'clock right. in the morning, I'll remember all this stuff when I can't sleep. But it's really difficult to do two things at the exact same, same time. time. It's yeah, like, that's, that's, I can't, I don't know how these people sing and play bass at the same time. No, like no they're, they're all crazy. I can't even tell the lead singer while I'm playing a simple bass line. We're going to take a break at 10, oh, make 10 an minutes. minutes. I can't even say make an announcement. Tell the bass, I'm, yeah. I'm coming home. <laughs> yes, sir. My, my bass line and my speaking goes, to hell in a handbasket. It's like, what the? I remember playing. Oh. And somebody asked me a question. I went, oh, yeah, nice. uh, yeah. And he goes, I guess I shouldn't be talking to you now. No. <laughs> uh, I can't talk. No, I can't, uh, I no. can't talk. I can't talk. I can't talk. I'm busy. I can't talk. I'm busy. <laughs> that's what I can do. Oh boy, your brain's yeah. just. In, in, but that's it's that's like, a wonderful thing because it makes you prioritize what you're going to do with your it's, life. It's like I'm those, going to make it, the bed. It's like those old I, people with those chairs. You know, that they, those chairs that they walk around with. And those are walkers. And, well, no, it's not a walker. It's a one that has little brakes on it and has wheels. And then there's a spot in front where you can sit down. 
<laughs> so it's like you're either walking or you're sitting. And you know, some of them you can sit around and go to the bathroom with it. So it's like, do I walk? Do I sit? Do I shit? What do I do? I, you know, it's like, I can't, I'm not sure what, you know, it, it's like you have instant issues right from the word go. Built-in <laughs> issues. The built, built that's in the issues. name of one of these songs. <laughs> built-in issues. Built-in that, issues. I think that's the next tune we're going to do. It's called built-in right, issues. This is called built-in issues. <laughs> it's in three. Oh my gosh. <laughs> built-in issues. Come up with this. <laughs> I have no idea. I did this. I here, here's this is this is my life. I have a wonderful job and. I sit at a counter and wait for people to come in and help them. I do things around the, the, the building. I, you know, if somebody needs guitars tuned or whatever, I take care of all that stuff. Mainly, I grab my bass out of my car, I sit behind the counter, and I play tunes. So I go, JR, I have four tunes. How many tunes do you have? Zero. So yesterday, I worked for 10 hours. I wrote four tunes. I have nothing. I have nothing. Sorry. Sorry. I was in Pflugerville. I, I was, I was trying, I was trying to figure out whether I wanted Robin Eggs Blue or Beige on my walls. And there's this stuff on there I can't get off. Okay. Whatever. It's very sandy. It's very sandy. Yeah. Maybe the beige will work then. <laughs> oh, God. Here, let's play a tune. <laughs> Thank you. 
bad for just an A. Hey, you know, I can't play in three. Who knew? (laughs) Who knew? Uh, I'm not, I'm not a multimeter. I like four or two or eight or 16. Anything with three, six, seven, five. Man, it's work. Yep. Three's work, man. Three's work. It's just because I don't do it enough. It's just just don't do it enough. I like it. That was, that was a good. So what do we decide we're going to call this? Oh, shit. <laughs> the multitasking didn't work. I, yeah, uh, the, oh, some, some bad issues. Or yeah, not, some major issues because we, that was that. Issues. Private parts? Yeah, private parts. Where's Howard Stern when you need him? Uh, oh, uh, oh, you got uh, finer things to talk about. So, finer things. So, we, we, we have a section called Finer Things, and it can be. I went and had a nice meal. It was this, or I went to the symphony, or I went to the play. I read a poem. I read a book. But tonight, I would just—I watched a movie I haven't seen in a long time. And movies are art, so I wanted to just throw this movie at you and see if you remember it. It's from 1997, Mark Wahlberg movie with Burt Reynolds. Julianne Moore, Boogie Nights. Oh, of course. <laughs> Dirk Diggler. Dirk Diggler, yes. Dirk Diggler. Yes, yes. I could do it again. Well, if you like to, I, 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 yeah, I could. I could do it again. We could do it again. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? It's no problem. It's no problem. It's like. So, the first time I saw the movie. And it was 1997. No, it was probably 98. It was 98 because I remember this distinctly. The triplets had just been born. And it had just come out on VHS. And my mom had come out to help with the kids. And she actually rented it. (laughs) These eyes just went cross-eyed. And I was like, okay, okay. Honey, honey, I think there's something on the TV you should see. 
<laughs> this is not a movie you watch with your mother. She was that, like, I heard that in the Magic Mike trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. So I don't think I really fully appreciated it when I was watching it with my mother. Well, of course. Did you not. understand that? I mean. Yeah. So, yeah. What is the, what is that? Um, nothing, mom. Uh, nothing. No, mom. no, no. It's just, just, just total just, embarrassment. Just, just, just yeah. complete. Em- not like my mom doesn't know. Just complete. Em- yeah. I can't watch this, mom. Mom, don't look uh, away. Look I, away, mom. I'm gonna get my popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, no, no, no. Don't pause it. No, no. I'll be back. No, that's right. Just let it run. Just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I've seen this scene before. I've got to go to the bathroom again. <laughs> I'll be back. No, 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 no. Don't pause it. Don't pause it. <laughs> I was like, why would my mother write this? I thought you needed It's a movie about a porno star. Yeah. Uh, So it was on HBO or something. So I taped it. Oh, of course you did. Because I was like. I've got to see this. Mark Wahlberg looks like a child. Oh, yeah. He's like 12. Yes. He's like like 12. And there's a bunch of people like Julia Moore, who is in my favorite movie. Which movie? The Big Lebowski. Oh, of course. I beg your pardon. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I should have known. My, my, my apologies. Please, please, Vinny. My please, apologies. Please. The dude abides. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Duder. <laughs> or, 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 or if you're on that brevity <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> the, the brevity thing. Duderino. So, uh, who else is in it? Who's the guy that is, um, uh, he's in the Talladega Nights and all the movies. John with- C. Riley. Yes. John C. Riley. He's yeah. in there. Yep. He was he, they're hilarious because he's young. Yeah. And there's a scene where they're at, at um, Burt Reynolds, you know, mansion or whatever. And and is the first first time that uh, Wahlberg had left his, his parents' house, Dirk Diggler. Right. His name was Eric something from Torino or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Left his parents' house and and they're they're at the pool and he's making a margarita. Riley's making a margarita. Right. Like, yeah, do you lift? Oh yeah, I lift, man. Yeah. What do you squat? Oh, I squat two fifty. Oh, what do you squat? Oh, I squat three hundred. <laughs> you press? Yeah, I press. What do you press? Well, let's say it's the same time. <laughs> okay, one fifty. <laughs> same time. Okay, one, two, three. You didn't say anything. Oh, neither did you. <laughs> they're just, they're just like, like meatheads. It's so hilarious. I'm just, I, I had to laugh. That's a good And then, um, oh, I can't think of the guy's name. He killed himself. Oh, just recently. He was a great actor. Oh, I'm going to look it up. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, he was also. Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yes, he was also in. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was the talented. The Big Lebowski. And the talented Mr. Ripley. Yes. yes but he was also in Lebowski. Yes, yes, he was, he was, he was, uh, he was uh, Lebowski's. Uh, aide. Aide, yes. Yeah. 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 I don't remember his name. Philip Seymour Hoffman. It'll hit me. But he was. Philip C. Hoffman. No, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Seymour Hoffman, yeah. Yeah. I think he killed himself. Yeah, Odie. Or Odie. Odie. Yeah, he Odie. Yeah. And he's so young. And he's got this long red hair. And he's he's a little overweight. Right. And he's wearing really tight clothes. And he's gay. Right. He's trying to hit on Dirk Diggler or Eric or whatever. And he gets his. And it was like. These guys were so young. So young, yeah. That movie, and it was just uh, that—that's one of those movies that really will be timeless because you'll look back at that years. Brant, Brant. That Brandt. was, was the kids. The, the, the that kid. was Brant was uh, oh, oh, the Big Lebowski's, Lebowski's right, right. Aid. That's right. That's right. Brant handled this. 
Mr. Lebowski is in the West Wing morning. <laughs> morning. <That's laughs> or whatever he was. Yeah. What makes a man a man? <laughs> I really don't want to know. <laughs> Two testicles last time I checked. <laughs> oh my goodness. So there, the finer things was uh, watching Boogie Nights. Things didn't go well. I mean, it started out great. Oh, and then it went to hell. Yeah, he yeah, was like, he was having, like, uh, he was having like John Holmes problems. He was, he was, you know. Yeah. You talk about passion turned, it all turned to south on him. It, it did. And his passion it turned got, south. Yeah. More than one way. Well, <laughs> being a porn star in the early 80s with the cocaine and all, eh, maybe things aren't going to go well. Are for you him. speaking from experience? <laughs> no comment. I'm still active duty. <laughs> Kidding, folks. Uh, Kidding, folks. Uh, just a joke. I, I should not talk about. You're not at liberty to such, say. I, I should not talk of such things. I should be a little more of an adult. Really? I know. I don't know what I'm going to do when I grow up. You got to grow up? <laughs> what What the hell? That leaves, me, gotta, that leaves me out. I, I got to get out of the Air Force in a couple of years, bro. What am I going to do with myself? That's that's a topic all for one episode oh, of the podcast. Lordy, lordy. It's, it's like it's like pitching picking swatches for you know your your, your, uh, your house, yeah. you know. Or your hey, house. hey, Jr. How about this gig? How about uh, this gig? I don't want to do any of those. What the fuck? Well, I'd, I'd like to make some money. You know, like, I'm still like a viable human being. Uh that'll you'll that'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll pass. A couple ten years, you'll be Vinny, done. You know me. I must carry as much weight as I can. Possible. That's right. I, you're, I, I'm you're the like, you're the Charles Atlas of shoulders. <laughs> You're that guy that, that had I'm, the comb that tried to break the comb and he couldn't do it. You're sitting there with your bass going, ah, I'm not ah. about to go through life like sitting on the couch. I just, it's not my thing. No, you could I've got to find something to do with my life. Otherwise, you'll turn I'll, into me. I'll die. No, I will die. I will literally just curl up and die. So, okay. So where are we now? We are on to Bill's Donuts. <laughs> oh, yeah, talk about Bill's Donuts? I finally drove by Bill Don Bill's Donuts. I did not know where it was. Well, you didn't go in? I, I should have stopped and gone in. Wait, 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 wait. You, you drove by. Like, next week, you're going to drive around park? What, you know, what are you going to do? I, uh, here's apple fritters on Mondays and Tuesdays. For the love of guess, my guess, diabetic health, please have an apple fritter. Guess when I went by there? When? Sunday when I was leaving. Guitar Fest. Oh. It's there. Yeah. I didn't know that's where it was. Yeah, we played Guitar Fest. It was fun. Uh, yeah, but I had a whole day. Not. I had a whole day of work and stuff, and then I played Guitar Fest. And I know, home. but here's the thing. I went and played Guitar Fest with Cameron, and I was frustrated. That MC was a jackass. <laughs> bleep, bleep, bleep. Yeah. Tell us about yourself. Okay. And then takes the mic away. What? Oh, all right. Never mind. You're trying to, like, get a little sound check. Hey, 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 hey. I'm talking here. You're talking so I could do a fucking sound check, douchebag. Oh, I, I don't think he's in. I don't think he's in the gig triangle, Jr. <laughs> oh, that guy. He's he's beyond my gig triangle. He's in like the crosshairs. That motherfucker. <laughs> what a douche. Cameron, it's like we're trying to do a little sound check so we could, you know, just play, man. Just yeah, then some... we we played. We sound like shit because we were not comfortable. Well, that, that, that whole thing, when you talk about uh, something like that. I'll never do that again. I'll, I'll say it this way. It's, it's a general thing about any time you're playing a festival. And I know the guy that runs the sound. His name is John Hughes. He's a very nice guy. And you see he, the guy with the black shirt? Yeah. 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 John's he's a very nice like guy. A, he's a, he's a bass player. Yeah. Um, he's a very nice guy and he, and he does his level best to make things right. 
but he's doing everything in 3.2 seconds. It's, yeah, that, that whole it, thing is like, it's such bullshit. Boom, like, boom, done. Boom, boom, done. There's, give there's give no, the axe 15 minutes give, as opposed to 10. Give five minutes in between. Let that jackass, let that jackass talk for five minutes in between. No, 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 no. Let him talk. Fire that Let, He's probably running the damn thing. No, he's a douche. He's yeah. just bleep, bleep, bleep. He thinks he's, he's got the comedy hour. It's like, this isn't about you and your comedy hour. It's just, First we, of all, you're not fucking funny. I'll tell you who's funny. <laughs> Me and Vinny are funny. <laughs> you're just you're just like rambling on with your fucking Hawaiian I, shirt I was, on. I was, and you sound like a woman. I'm like, fuck you. I man. was sitting I was sitting in the back. Oh, that guy. I was sitting in the back with it. They had the, the cable company, the the Miami. Yeah, they're Valley taping, cable. yeah. Right. And the and the guy that was back there Stone watching on this, public television. Yeah. The guy in the back that was watching it, he was funny. I was listening to, to somebody I yeah, could see. Th- that guy's having, funny. He's having a great time. Yeah. And he's funny. And I came back, I go, hey man, you sounded really nice. I said, thank you. He said, I'm a bass player. I said, cool. And, and I, 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 I was talking to him. He was pleasant, nice back and forth conversation. That other guy, all he wanted to do was hear himself talking up to close to the microphone and speaking so that we all go, yeah, oh, like, he's We're talking. trying to get levels for our two, well, two, then, well, two fucking, let's go back to the gig triangle. Okay. You're with Cameron, so that the person The only going. reason I'm there Here is because of Cameron. Cameron asked me to complain. He's a stellar musician and a wonderful human being. Right. I love being. Salt of the earth. Exactly. Cameron says, can you come play tune, two tunes with me at Guitar Fest? It's a, it's a thing. And I'm like, yeah, man. Sure, why not? I know it doesn't pay any money. I didn't, I didn't make any money on that right. gig. Neither did I. It, <laughs> nobody did. Nobody did. If, if, if that jackass made money, he should be slayed. <laughs> I like the music too. He picked two nice tunes. Right, had some fun. There were nice tunes, and I I know those tunes. There were two tunes. Did you uh, Did you run through an amp? I did. I took the the amp one. I was playing upright. Yeah, I know you were playing upright. Yeah, I took but, the amp one. It sounded great. Okay, because because that's the other thing about that. The guy was the the, the announcer was talking. Jim and I are set up. Jim Smith and I are set up. Yeah, and I'm using the stick. I've got an amp behind me, and there's two mics in front of me and two mics in front of Jim. Not for us, for the next, for the next or the previous Right, because they both have acoustic right. acts. and that's fine. John can turn those mics off, the, the sound guy, sure. he knows. But this guy's going, do you need to move this mic over there for him? And I'm looking at him going, no, I don't need that mic. And, and he's looking at me like, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm going, yes, I do, and you don't. That was the thing is I was making better jokes than him. Yeah. He was awful. Yeah. I, he was I used awful. To, I, I will never, I won't do it again. If they ask me to do it, I'll say, yes, I'll do it if I get to be the MC. I'm funny. I think I'm funny, Vinny. I think you're funny too. <laughs> Looking. Well, I didn't say that. That's that's understood. That's understood. That's a given. I've got a phase for a podcast. You have a face and I have a voice. <laughs> you do have a velvety voice. Thank you. Thank if you very you much. Over and over. Repeatedly. Over. Stop stop if talking you, in my space. <laughs> sorry. I'll get out of your way. Let me get out of your way. Uh, that's beautiful. Uh, so. Well, so so the, the so the, the that that gig wasn't fun. No. Uh, yeah. It's like the gig triangle, it was it was like there's one thing well it was two points. Right. Cameron, and, people, and music, music, right. and very small music because it was two tunes. Right, and he was pissed. Cameron was really pissed afterwards. I mean, it takes a lot to piss Cameron off. Yeah, Cameron, I, I, I'm that guy. Yeah. I'm trying to do our sound, you know, get a sound check, and I felt rushed. And we, 
He throws you off your game. Yeah. Cameron has, a, gets Cameron hasn't played bag. that before though. He hasn't played guitar. Yes, he, he has. has played it, so yeah. he knows. Yeah, usually he he said he was the opening act the last two years. Yeah, he's a great. I mean, wonderful oh, player. Man, you he's, know, you just you let, just let him play piano. Oh yeah, he's the kind of guy that I want to oh. shake his hand and then hit it at the same time. Oh. Not because I don't like him, but because he's so very talented. He's very talented. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cameron and I were airmen at Hanscom back in the day, nineteen ninety three. Yeah, you, you we wanna, had rooms across from each other in the dorms. Right. Do you want to tell the story? Because Drew told me this story about Cameron was a little different back back then. He was a little <laughs> bit more wild, wild child. Okay, we're gonna I'll take you to the Weller. All right, and then we'll close out the podcast. All right. So Cameron is gonna Cameron. This is where you turn the podcast off because you're not going to be happy. Sorry, we're just going to share a story. It's it's really but not. Drew, yeah. Drew, told Divinity, and I, I must tell. So we're on the road, and we're doing a um, recruiting tour with a bunch of recruiters down in Connecticut. And this is back when Cam was still drinking, because right now I don't, I don't think he's had a drink in a long time. I think he gave it up. Yeah, he gave it up. Um, and we were staying up late, having good times. Both of us were airmen first class, E3s. Drew is a senior airman. And it's early mornings for those recruiting tours because you're playing in the schools you know so we get up early and we go down to the um, breakfast bar and the juice machine isn't working <laughs> and Cameron with great intention is trying to fix the juice machine he's kind of behind it and fooling with some of the things and, and somebody comes over and just gives him a on the set. Hey, hey, what, I don't know what you're doing. You should be behind there. And he got pissed. <laughs> He's like, I've never seen, your camera's very soft spoken, yeah, super nice. nice guy. And he goes, I've worked in food services for seven years and I can fix this. And I don't need your blah, blah, blah. And we all just like step back. <laughs> like, who the fuck are you? And what did you do with Cameron? <laughs> That's beautiful. See, I so for the rest of the day we're like, you want some juice? <laughs> see, see the, 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 I heard most of that that story, but the but somewhere along the line, Drew Drew embellished it a little bit because he said that Cameron wanted juice and he put his face underneath the juice machine and tried to turn it on and get like juice and like there was no cups or something like that. And he's telling me this. I'm going. We're talking about Cameron? He, goes, he was yeah. trying to fix the juice machine. Yeah. I think he was fooling around with it. And he was his head underneath. He head under, and he's looking. And someone came over and said, hey, what are you doing? Hey, what are you doing? And he's like, don't mess with me. I, I worked in food service industry for seven years. I don't need your bullshit or whatever. We're like, holy crap, this Cameron. Uh, if, oh. if he said that now, he'd, he'd have to go into some kind of prayer oh group gosh, or something. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Cameron's like, He's just a soft-spoken, nice guy. So when it came out of his mouth, all of us looked at each other and went, Oh, snap. So, yeah, that's our, our short, abbreviated version. Take me to the Weller for this evening. So Okay. So we, are note, we going to talk about another bass player for next week? Oh, what do you want to do? Well, um, if you have an idea, or we can just... Uh, wing it? We can figure it out. Well, let's see. We've we've talked about. Um, let's be logical. Let's, so we've talked about uh, uh, R and B and and we went, yeah. uh, and the, we the rock, hits, some, some, the, some the straight rock, rock and rollers. We had we had Entwistle and 
Sting and the police. Mike uh, Anthony. Mike Anthony. Um, we also had Tony Levin. Now we've know. gone back. We've kind of regressed back to James Jamerson and Carol Kay. So what's the next logical? The next logical jump would be somebody that's that's Bootsy maybe. Collins? Well, I, you, I know we talked about Bootsy Con Collins. Maybe uh, maybe somebody like Flea that's on the, on the eccentric end of something. Yeah, I like that idea. Um, you know, somebody that's that's uh, uh, Les Claypool. Les Claypool is another is another uh, op opportunity. So you can go into you can go to to somebody like Pino Palladino because yeah. he has a little bit of the Carol Kay. Who's uh, kind of like the next level after Jamerson, Carol Kay that was kind of established, like uh, oh, this is a foothold before Jocko, maybe. You know what I mean? Well, I mean Babbitt's in there, but I but I that's teased. Willie cool. Weeks. Willie Weeks might be a good 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 choice. Yeah. Uh, Willie Weeks is a little bit more, you know, back in the you know back in the the, the mix a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe Rocco Prestia. Rocco's an idea. You know, I like Rocco. Rocco Rocco, Rocco takes yeah, a little so. bit. Of, it takes it from from rhythm and blues into soul, and the fact that his particular lines. Very similarly to Carol Kay's. That's, that's, that's the deal. All right. Let's, we're going to go to... Let's get hip. We need to get hip for next week. That sounds or good. Or next episode. Because this is not weekly. It's just episode per episode. Epis it's episode. It's episodic. Uh, and if you binge, listen, God bless you. You must be crazy. Please review us on Facebook or we're not, uh, whichever platform yeah. you might be listening to. Because... We could use the bump in listen, listenership. Well, what we need is a little feedback. And How feedback can we make as it well. better for you, my, my friends out there in, in, in podcast? Well, you're running for office? Whatever. Yeah, you can give somebody Whatever. a free phone, too. <laughs> <laughs> How about universal income? Universal base income. Oh, that's not a bad story. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> On that happy note. <laughs> Say goodnight, Vinny. Goodnight, Vinny.
Thank you.